Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's episode number I don't even know because it's been that long since we've been with you uh, i can tell you here in just one second but uh, i am your host d's and with me episode 116 with me uh once again is jake hello and uh i'd like to welcome any of our eldonzo and d's listeners i'm gonna start promoting this show on that site as well and occasionally i'll just tag little episodes on our uh just on our podcast versions obviously you won't hear much of it on the live show if you are a listener of that but uh yeah, it's been a while. Um, as you know, we did the whole uh, NCAA thing. Quick update: we didn't win. <laughs> uh, I, I no. I think that's one of the worst. And I'm not a huge college basketball fan, but that's one of the worst uh, brackets I've ever filled out. I think my entire uh, elite eight was gone after the round of 32, except Texas, and they didn't last much longer. But so yeah, I I had um, I had one team left in my final four after the Sweet Sixteen games. Yeah, that's it. it. it and that was Houston, and was they brutal. lost the next like, day. It was just yeah. I don't know. It was weird. But. A lot of upset. Well, I I think it goes back to the um, NIL deals and the transfer portal that these kids, the small schools that are supposed to be easy cakewalk games I guess for the the power five conferences have good players now yeah. right so I mean you've seen in the last seven years two 16 seeds beat a number one yeah yeah and, it, and that it, had it never, never happened. happened and now yeah now I mean they're two in a billion but it's still it's happened in the last seven years so yeah, the, the who, parody is who's close won the national I don't even remember who won it. Me neither. Wasn't what was the final? San Diego State and wasn't weren't they in it? I don't know. That's that's how memorable the tournament <laughs> was for me. I didn't watch hardly any of it. Anyway, we got a uh, oh UConn. Oh, UConn right. UConn yeah, ran yeah, away with that's it. That's right. That's right. Um, and I don't remember. Was it Bylas? Jay Bylas? Bylas? Whatever his name is. Somebody was saying UConn. So Reese Davis. Maybe it was Reese because he he's on Pat Ma- a lot. Yes, McAfee. Yes, <clears throat> and uh, he he picked he almost I think he picked UConn from the beginning. Yeah, and it and it made sense if you went back into the season, UConn was the number one team in the country for like three four weeks in a row. Then they had two or three game losing streak, and they never got back up to the top of that thing. But if you watched any of their games, I couldn't believe they lost all year. Right. I mean, then they destroyed everybody. I think they're the first team in 
the NCAA tournament history to to win every game by, I think it's fifteen points. Yeah, they were. They they, teams. they killed everybody. Here we are talking about the NCAA March Madness tournament on May third. So <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> enough of that. Um, we're going to talk heavy on the draft and um, some free agent stuff, a little bit of news here and there. Before we get into that, it is baseball season, and as you know, I don't really follow baseball all that much anymore, not since the Cubs suck, although they're kind of in the middle, but what in the fuck is going on in Pittsburgh? So I I think that the standings are flipped, to be honest with you, with uh, <clears throat> the NL Central, because uh, the Pirates have the second best record in all of baseball. All of baseball, and they're now tied with Atlanta. So Atlanta is, is right there, but, but still. that's because they lost to Tampa Bay last night. Yeah. And Tampa Bay has the best record. They started 14 or 13-0. and 0. And the Cardinals are last 10 games out already. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disappointed about that. But well, no, but. The Cubs are pretty much where I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be about a 82 to 87 win team. And right now they're on pace for the 80, I think 83 wins. Or, yeah, I think 83 because they're 15 and 14. They're a good team. They're way better than they were last year. They got a lot of pieces in the, in the minors, but uh, in in Pittsburgh, they went on the tear after they lost arguably their best player in yeah, Cruz when he, yeah. he broke his ankle because he I don't know how you make it to majors and don't know how to slide. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, who, and my who, my who pick. Were your picks? <laughs> my pick was Phillies, uh, Houston and the uh, Phillies and. The Phillies have come back. They started shitty. I think they had three I mean, wins in the first two right weeks. There. The Rangers have a really good pitching staff. I didn't think was as good as they are showing. The Angels are always strong at the beginning of the season, and they fall off. I don't That's, know if this because I was just Trout talking about and them. Otani get tired. Cause... Yeah, I was talking about that last night because they had the, the Angels-Cardinal game on, and I was like, it's sad that – just between those two guys, like you're looking at like a billion dollars, and there's nobody else around him. Uh, arguably, help. so I'm, I don't like him, but I, I respect his game. Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and Otani are the three best players in Major League Baseball. Maybe if you want, argue that Aaron Judge is there too, but he's yeah, he's in the conversation. In terms of in terms of defending. I think Harper and and Trout are above, way be, way beyond, uh, Judge in terms of fielding. Right. Now at the plate, Judge just mashes home Murders runs. Fucking ball, yeah. I I just find it funny that you got Mike Trout who is making what thirty two million a year or something like that. I think he's saying I, I think close I to four hundred million. Yeah, his contract. average is like thirty two million a year. The Pirates' entire payroll for this season is sixty two million. Well, they just signed their very first ever one hundred dollar or one hundred million dollar deal with Reynolds two weeks ago. This is the first time in team history they've ever offered a hundred million dollar contract. Well, maybe old Bob Nutting's <clears throat> coming around, huh? No, because I have, <laughs> I work with a, a girl who's a, a Pirates fan, and she's not like one of those. You know, I'm a Pirates fan because my boyfriend is a Pirates fan or something like that. She actually she, follows she baseball. follows baseball. And uh, I told her, I said, well, they're going to be just good enough to where they're going to sell their whole team again. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I, that's <laughs> Them and, much, the, and the Marlins. That's what most Pirate fans that I see and talk to pretty much assume, that A, it's it, they're going to fall apart. Like, this is just a, 
hot start and that you know everybody's going to come back to reality but uh speaking of coming back to reality do you do you feel the cardinals are who they show or do you think they're just coming out of the gate really really slow so in my entire life of watching baseball the cardinals have had one of the better pitching staffs in their whole organization that i've ever seen like they just turn out good prospects and their best pitcher is a 41-year-old major league player right now in Adam Wainwright. He's old. He hit the he hit the wall and Jack Flaherty's hurt. I don't think they have the pitching. And they brought in an offensive catcher and not a defensive catcher to where he could run a pitching staff. Which is the exact reason why the Cubs... You don't think Wilson's a good defensive catcher? <clears throat> he's got a cannon, but he doesn't know how well, to yeah. run a pitching staff. Nowhere near what Yadier Molina used to. Gotcha. Comparable arm strength on both of those guys. Wilson's a better hitter. But in terms of being able to call a game and know your pitcher, your pitchers and where they're, you know, what pitch to throw and what situation Yadier Molina was by far the best catcher I've ever seen do that. Right. Him and Pudge, maybe, but, I mean, Wilson's not having a bad year, but if you look at <clears throat> the Cubs from the 2016 team that aren't on the team any longer, actually, I think uh, Kyle Hendricks is the only one left, and he's hurt. I think, well, he he just made a start. I did see that. Yeah, in Iowa. Iowa. He was rehab. they're going to do one more. Because he'd been out since July of last year. Yeah. Which is great because our pitching staff is, I think if you look, we might have runs allowed 108. Mm-hmm. And we might have the best pitching staff in the majors in terms of earned run average. But. Really? As a team? Yeah. Damn. Maybe I think we have uh, Justin Steele's pitching out of his mind. He's got a 1.49, and I believe Marcus Stroman is real close to that, maybe just over two. Team ERA is 3.58. Yeah. Justin Steele's what? 1.49, and Marcus is 2.29. And Smiley is 2.83. And he almost had a perfect game two weeks ago. Hmm. It ended with Jan Gomes tackling him in the infield. After a ground ball. It was probably the funniest way I've ever seen a no-hitter wow. go away. <laughs> uh, speaking of baseball-ish things, I think I think I said something about it on the show last time. Uh, how did we do? We played through six innings. We had only – no, listen. We I think up until the fifth inning, I think we were averaging 15 pitches per inning, and that's both sides of the plate. Offense and defense. When we played really well, they hit a walk-off homer in the sixth inning to be ten nothing run rules. But it was only ten oh, to nothing. Not bad. Not bad. And, and for our first game, and most of the guys on the team, you, I mean, you, people listening don't know, but they look like me, and I'm about mm, three eighty, so, five seven. So we're, we're getting less healthy as we. <laughs> and so, uh, we played really good defense. We didn't make any errors. It was nice. My brother caught the ball and didn't drop it, which might be the first time I've ever seen that. We just got a hit. He's the least of our problems. Well, Well, we played the best team in the league, too. Who's that? The Haynes. You remember remember Junior? 
the yeah. big guy, and yeah. his dad, they call him Joker. Yeah. Yeah, that team. And they are stacked. They have – everybody on that team basically plays Saturday and Sunday Did they do the same bullshit where they combined two leagues? No. No? So. No. There's only one Friday league, and everybody's pretty much the same level. This is the same teams that we had when you played last. And uh, <clears throat> if it, so they used to have an A league and a B league on Friday nights. The A league they moved to Thursdays for industrial. All the top A teams on Friday went to Thursday night. Hmm. So oh, good. I'm not sure I'll make it. I'm positive I won't make it this week. Yeah, because we play at nine. Well, that too. But I'm, I'm definitely going to try <laughs> uh, week three if I can. All right. Now, the reason that we uh, do this show, NFL. Going to get into the draft here, but just quick run through. Obviously, a lot has changed since uh, since we were here back in March. We had the Aaron Rodgers deal finally went. and <laughs> Finally. Yeah. And they just signed Randall Cobb today to a one-year deal. So Why? A little, I don't I don't know. So Aaron, <laughs> a little Aaron, security blanket, I guess. Aaron's big thing the last two years was that they didn't have anybody for him to throw to, and the Packers didn't draft anybody, and he had the worst wide receiver core. And not only that, but now he's in New York, and he wanted to bring two, I think three, because Mercedes Lewis is now there. He bought three of the Packers wide receivers and tight ends to New I, I York. I think, for one, it helps him feel comfortable, and two, it's to for for them to influence the guys that are there. Like, Aaron Aaron likes this on this route, and well, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like, okay, but, I mean, his the offensive coordinator is Hackett, who was in Green Bay for three years. Right. But so, I mean, he's already going to be comfortable with he, the offense. He wants – I think he wants allies in that receiver tight end room to, you know – Talk to maybe as mentors, right? Because uh, Randall Cobb's not starting over Garrett Wilson. No, no, and probably not <laughs> over uh, Lazard either. So yeah, uh, and they had a no. They got rid of Elijah Moore. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, they've got a young nucleus there that they're going to be, I believe, a contender in the East now. Well, with a shitty quarterback last year, they beat the Packers. Right. Yeah. With a so I mean, quarterback. I think they finished. I didn't realize that him and apparently him and Zach Wilson are semi close. Like he talked about it, I believe it was. Well, there. I, I think it was on McAfee, or it might have even been. There was a press conference. There was a meme on Facebook that uh, it was traits between Aaron and Zach, and they're like they're almost the exact same person, right? People think that Zach's a loner and sticks to himself and is weird and. Well, that's exactly what everybody says about Aaron Rodgers, that he's a big hippie and he just doesn't care. I think they're going to – I think I think Aaron's going to do really good things for Zach Wilson. I, I would hope so. I mean, you know, talking one of the best all time, just as far as pure quarterbacking ability, doesn't really have the rings to back it up. But Well, I'm, neither did – I mean, Favre, look at him. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm 33 years old. Right, so Brett Favre started for the Packers in 1992. I'm a big Bear fan. My entire football watching life, the Packers have had nothing less than a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's got to be a little rough. And, uh, and again, I get you know kind of down on the team, but I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Most of my football life, I've been spoiled right. to have one of, if not the best team in our division and in the, the conference. So these last couple of years, been a little rough for me, but 
That shit's about to change, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But one more thing before we start talking about the draft. Just came across today. Patrick Mahomes, douchebag brother. Jackson. Jackson Mahomes arrested for what, aggravated sexual battery. Have you seen this the so video yet? Is is so there this there was a story maybe two months ago where people were talking about a video where he inappropriately touched somebody at a bar or whatnot. Is that the I'm same pretty, thing? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. That they have now they they filed charges yeah. at this point now. And I watched the video, if you haven't seen it, I believe it's on the uh New York Post and I'm sure it's everywhere now. But he literally grabs her by the throat and like lays one on her and she's not doesn't look like she's very receptive of it. I think she's just kind of because he's huge compared to her. Well, yeah. And then you can't really see their heads anymore because they back up a little bit. But then he comes back and does it again. Now, I don't think he's going to get, what is it, 43 months in prison, I think is what the max is and a $300,000 fine. But he's he's definitely going to get his wee-wee whacked, I think, for this so, one. What happened in that family then? Because... I mean, it, it, Patrick's been in the spotlight for a long time, and he, he seems, do, he like seems good, extremely good normal and down down to earth. He married his high school sweetheart. Yeah, who yeah. is uh, Brittany, I believe is her name. Again, you're going to hear words on here that you don't hear on Eldonzo and D's, but she's very cunty. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, course, her and Jackson get to get, get get along very well. Yeah, and Jackson is just an absolute douche. Who I, you know, we already knew that Mahomes had to sit them both down and like. You think Chill that's why on. Juju went there last year? Why? Because Juju's a big TikTok guy, and so is Jackson. No, I think he went there to try and win a championship, <laughs> which he did, and you know. Now he went to New England. Yeah, now he's. Yeah, we we don't speak that now. Oh, I'm anymore. sorry. I'm sorry. There's a big controversy with Steeler fans. I even posted uh, a comment on one of the Steeler Nation uh, Facebook page about. I guess uh, Juju went to the Celtics game and he made a comment like, you know, these fans are crazy. I've never seen anything like that. And Steeler fans are getting all butthurt. Like, oh, that's a, a shot at Steeler fans. Well, what do you expect him to say? Right. Well, these guys are good, but they're not as good as the fans in Pittsburgh. Like, no, he plays in fucking New England. 100%. Naturally, he's going to say that. I would expect that of anybody. So <laughs> Yeah. You know. Wilson did that when he, got traded, when he signed with the Cardinals this year. He said... I'm uh, the Cardinals are a much better run organization than than in Chicago. Cub fans got upset about that. I did as well. And then thinking back about it, you're like, what makes sense? Why you wouldn't say anything but good things about the team you went to? Yeah. What do you want to you want to walk out on your home field and get fucking booed (laughs) because you said, well, they're okay, but they're not as good as the old. Like, no, he's you know he's trying to make friends basically. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> the draft, the NFL draft took place this past weekend. And as a Steeler fan, he's a Bear fan, so we'll, we'll we'll talk heavy on those, of course, and we'll also dive into the other aspects of it as well. But before we get into that, let me just say, if you're listening and you like to watch the draft, watch the Pat McAfee version of the draft because <laughs> it is it's unbelievable. Good. And... Typically, they have the picks before they're announced on the well, regular they were, channels. They, they were, were like, 15 minutes ahead every I, time. I, I think they said at least seven on almost every pick. Yeah. But I don't know announced. if it's – well, they, they get the pick off of, of Twitter. And what I'm assuming is that how the draft works, if, if you don't know, your team is in a war room in your selected city. 
you have a representative of your team at the draft. You call them, say, hey, we're drafting Bryce Young. That person writes it on a card and hands it to the commissioner. I'm assuming to make this a TV spectacle, they draw out the 10 minutes Oh, I think on so. purpose. I think so. What was it like? Almost six hours long. The first round. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So and I mean, somewhere in there, what is I'm a saying is, reporter for yes, that team, and, and they tweet it out. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you want to be surprised, so like I was watching, I did watch the McAfee draft special. I paused it at pick seven because I knew the Bears were picking nine, and I didn't want. I wanted to see what the oh, the so pick was catch good. up. I got gotcha. you. I wanted the pick to be. I wanted to get my natural reaction instead of hearing it on his show and then hearing the commissioner say it. Mm-hmm. And then after the Bears picked, I turned it back on and just went with it. But I'm assuming there's yeah two or three Nine. insiders in there that... It's funny because we were recording the Eldonzo and D show that night, Thursday yeah, okay. night. And I was like, I was trying not to watch any you know, coverage or whatever. I think I did. I was clicking through watching... The picks as they went, but it, if it got to Pittsburgh, I was I was gonna turn it off. But mm-hmm. I think by the time we got done recording, it was like pick nine. Okay, right. So when so. I walked in the house and I turned on the the TV, it was right when the Bears were picking. And so wait, not the tra- Bears. Bears. They traded trade back to ten. Yeah, right? they traded with the Eagles. Yeah, so I missed the <coughs> was Jalen Jalen Carter. So I missed that pick, and the Bears picked um, the guy that I. Tennessee. We were going to get um, right. Ken, yes. Is it Ken Kendall Wright or Dar- I think it's Darnell. Darnell Wright. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Tackle for Tennessee. Highly touted. Um, like I said, I Darnell Wright. Yeah, I would not have been upset with that. Um, so I watched it from then on. So uh, just running through and obviously going to go over the Steelers draft first. I've been a Steeler fan my whole life. Uh, I'll be forty eight years old here in about twelve days. Uh, I would say I was probably seven or eight when I started to to know what I was watching. And then as I entered my early teens, really got into it. That being said, I honestly can't remember a draft (coughs) that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had where I have been this excited about top to bottom. Most experts... um, put us like near the top of the class. There are a few out there that have just always fucking hated the Steelers no matter what. But, um, and, and as a bear fan, I'd like to once again, <clears throat> thank you, thank you for, for, for that basically first round Joey. pick. Um, I, I wanted Joey Porter, but I wouldn't have been mad if they traded out of it as long as they got a massive haul, because technically it's a first round pick. Right. So I I wouldn't have been super mad, but I was very, very happy when Do you we think, turned the Joey so, Porter pick in. <clears throat> at, so at day one is just first round. That's a Thursday. Friday is two and three. Mm-hmm. All day Friday, they'd be hearing speculation that the Steelers were getting a ton of calls mm-hmm. on their first pick, which is the 32nd pick in this draft. Tennessee was one of those guys, and they traded up to 30, 33 or 34 to get Will Levis. I, I think, yeah, I think it was 34. So did did Pittsburgh not think that, they're tri- that they were offered enough, or had, they didn't want to go back that far? 
I, I don't think they wanted to go back that far because they really wanted a corner. A corner. I think the only way that they would have traded out of that is if it would have been um, within the next few picks. Okay. Because you had um, – Yeah. So they oh, no, Tennessee did jump in right behind yeah. them. Uh, the Lions were a definite contender to take a corner. Uh, Raiders could have taken a corner. Rams could have taken a corner. I don't. I. I just don't think they trusted um, enough of those teams to not take it. Take it. Okay. And the while Omar Khan did say that they had some fairly strong offers, that's how bad they wanted Joey Porter Jr. in there. They didn't. They didn't feel good about him at seventeen, but right. They felt well, great about him at thirty-two. <laughs> there was a, a report too that the Bears called about that pick. Yeah, I did see that. Well, you want to just give you trace? We'll just give you Chase back. Yeah, right. And yeah. and we'll just... <laughs> go fuck yourself, Ryan Poles. How about that? <laughs> so, that being said, back to where we were, the Steeler draft class. Again, we had Broderick Jones in the first, who is a massive, uh, athletic tackle. Didn't allow a sack in like 445 pass block attempts. Two time champion. Yeah, and a two-time, yeah, so he, he knows how to perform in the big games. And obviously, Joey Porter Jr., I don't know if you saw it, but did you see when he was at the draft and he realized that he wasn't getting picked in the first round, his dad went up to him and was like, all right, you know, th- this ain't the end of the world. Now we go show him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Really that what they man. were focusing on hardcore Thursday night was the fact that Will Levis was still in the green room yeah, and not yeah, being picked. Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. has already chosen to wear number 24 in honor of Ike Taylor, who he was close with, because obviously Joey Porter Jr. grew up you know, around the Steeler organization. Right, right. Uh, PZ played there for several years and then even coached there. So, like, he knows the guys. So, I think that's kind of cool that, you know, big physical corner, Ike Taylor, big physical corner. So, he's going to wear that number 24. Um, then in the third round – or no, later in the second round, I guess I should say, uh, our regular pick at number 18, we got Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin, big defensive tackle. Of all, all of our draft picks, I think he's the one that was a, a stretch maybe a little bit, but it's no secret we definitely need some defensive line. Well, yeah, hey, Hayward's getting older. Older, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't expect him – uh, to contribute a whole lot this year, but who knows? He might surprise people. And then in the third round, we That's got a, a, a potential. Yeah, he is six seven. Yeah, and like two sixty five, two seventy, and ran a, a sub four five, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. a monster. Darnell Washington, also from Georgia, who is basically an athletic tackle. If you look back at, at those Georgia games and you see Georgia breaking those big runs. Guess who it's behind? And he, he Roderick Jones <laughs> and Darnell Washington. When he didn't he didn't get a lot of airtime in terms of pass catching at Georgia because their tight end Bauer yeah. is supposed to be the best tight end prospect ever. Yeah, he's next year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and he can catch. He is athletic enough. Oh, yeah. Like he made some hellacious plays and we don't need that. We've got Pat Fryer move. You know, he's going to come in and he's going to be the big blocking guy, but he's also a threat to catch the pass. So, again, getting him at at number 30 in the third round, absolutely awesome. And then we we lose one brother in in Derek Watt because we're not re-signing him. 
And rightfully so. He was getting kind of expensive for a very seldom used fullback and a special teams aide. Instead, we go after Nick Herbig, who, if you recall, we signed Nate Herbig yeah. as a free agent. So, again, sticking with the brother theme, we get uh, well, Nick so, Herbig. I like him <clears throat> out of Wisconsin. So you went. <laughs> little undersized, though. <clears throat> you went Georgia, Penn State, Wisconsin, Georgia, Wisconsin. Yeah. Purdue. Everybody. Maryland. What? Two SEC, everybody else out of the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Herbig, I like. Um He's one of those guys that they've already said they're going to try him at outside edge first, but they have, uh, I don't know if it's intentions, but they have uh, the ability to move him inside because he has played a little bit inside and his size might push him to that inside if he doesn't bulk up. But what better person to learn how to play edge than his old Wisconsin alum? TJ Watt. I mean, TJ Watt coming out of the draft, everybody was like, "Man, eh, you know what? What's this?" And JJ told everybody, "This guy's going to be better than me." And you got him at twenty four, right? JJ, TJ, yeah, some, yeah. It was late first yeah. round when yeah. you drafted. It was him. in the twenties. Uh, and then what could be my favorite pick of the whole draft if he gets <coughs> healthy or stays healthy, I should say, because he has had some medical. Is Corey Trice from Purdue? Another big physical corner who most of the experts had him ranked in the top three rounds, but then word got out that he had some knee issues, nothing glaring or anything, but it was enough to push him down. So to get him in the seventh round, this is a guy that could potentially be in our starting lineup within the next two to three years after definitely a good rotational piece. Yeah. And what better mentor to have two big physical corners learn from than Patrick Peterson. Right. Like, I, I've, I've never been this fucking giddy over a draft class. So when, when you're saying that you're excited, everything I've heard thus far, too, about everybody's draft is that almost everybody was excited or happy with how they their team ended up. In terms of people saying at the start of the draft there wasn't a whole lot of talent, right, but it seems to me like I mean, there. I think there was a clear winner. I think that the Eagles won the draft. You could argue that, yeah. and I think that they are now uh, the Eagles slash Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah what do they have? Like seven <laughs> Georgia guys from the last what, three uh, or four years. Yeah, they got uh, seven or eight. It's ridiculous. They got both their pass rushers this year. They got their corner, AJ Brown. No, AJ Brown played at Ole Miss. No. Yeah, and then last year they got uh, Nick Nick. Kobe Dean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then a few other people. Yeah, then we've got a little Georgia going on as well yeah. with with old George Pickens. Who, yep. Again, we'll 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 get more into this as the season comes up. But man, I'm look, Matt Canada. If he fucks this up, he needs to be publicly executed on the fifty yard line <laughs> in Heinz slash Acershire Stadium. Because how do you go in there with this many weapons and not be an offensive juggernaut? How? Trent fucking Dilfer could use these guys and win a Super Bowl. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to be Big Ben. He doesn't have to be fucking Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. But the weapons. Look at Deontay Johnson. Solidified the offensive line. Yeah. And you got... um, Your your running back is, is in his third year should take a big step up. 
Oh, I mean, he's and a, don't he, forget the two monster guards we picked up in free agency. Yep. I'm not sure what that's going to do with the former bear, though. No, you probably. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have packaged him, but like, I don't know who's the odd man out here. Obviously, it's going to be a camp battle because he played really well last year. He's good. Mason Cole played pretty well at center. Um, the best news out of all of this, sorry, Illinois fans, uh, I believe Kendrick Green will not make it out of camp. <laughs> There's just no. You don't way. need to sign him to the practice squad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm done with him. Like he's too small. I I, I don't think he can play guard in the NFL. <clears throat> well, I just that, don't. That's I don't know. I'll get your, take your opinion here, but what do you think happened? Do you think because because in high school, obviously he's from uh, Peoria Central. He played at Peoria Central. Was really good then he went to illinois he was really i mean not great but a really good college prospect when he got to the pros do you think his work ethic went away do you think he just had too much time like i mean he played guard in college and when he came in they're like you're the starting center center." right yeah and they gave him number 53 literally one year after marquise ponce retired so there's a lot of pressure on him and, and just maybe and I mean, he, I just watched him just get bull rushed time and time again, and so I don't know if his confidence got shot, and then that translated into maybe not working quite as hard. Um, I he's very compact. I think they listed him coming out of Illinois at like six three. There's no way he's he doesn't even crack six two. He's got very short arms. Um, which <clears throat> I think I mean, he's aside got from him, upper he's body not a, strength, but I don't think he tackle, had great so. lower body strength because again, he was just getting bowled over. Who knows? Maybe this this past season where he didn't dress for a single game might have motivated him. Haven't heard or seen anything from him, so I don't know. Maybe he comes in with a chip on his shoulder and tries to get that back. But um, he's going to have to do a lot, in my opinion, to to make Pittsburgh keep him after signing. Uh, Isaac Samalu, Simialu, or whatever the hell his name is, and Nate Herbig. Mm-hmm. You still got Daniels, who we picked up from the Bears. Mason Coles there at center. So he's he's gonna have a very tough road to to make the squad. So and it won't break my heart because yeah, happy trails. <laughs> you, um, I mean, I know I was. I told you that he was a, a good pick. I, you guys got him in the third round. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I was excited. About I thought him. a very good value. I mean, I'm a Illinois fan through and through. I watch their basketball and football. Unfortunately, I do watch their football team. I will tell you that. <laughs> but I thought he was going to be a, a decent player. And then I know after maybe the third preseason game, you took, I was already, you yeah. were done with him. Yep, he just didn't seem like he had it. And again, I, you know, they threw him in at center behind a Hall of Famer. So. There's a little bit of a. It's hard a drop to be the guy there. that follows the guy. Yeah, um, but then as the season went on, it just got worse and worse, and I, I was more than happy that he didn't dress last year. Let's just put it that way. So he's again, young and he's going against. I mean, most of the interior linemen that you go against as a rookie are big, high-priced veterans, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, you guys in, in that division is. I mean, have. Some of the best D D line play that there is, yeah, in the in in the NFL. So I mean, being young, not knowing what you're doing, and then getting your confidence shook, I could see that. 
Yeah, again, obviously he's going to make it to camp, at least I would assume, unless he just doesn't look like he's made any improvements as OTAs go in. But uh, I think he's going to make it to camp. We'll see what happens, but I think he's going to have to come in with a giant chip on his shoulder in order to make the squad. Um, overall, a bit homerish, but I tend to agree, though, in my opinion, I think the teams that came out uh, the best would be Philly, obviously Pittsburgh. The Colts, I think, had a great draft. I think Anthony Richardson's going to be that I might be the surprise, mean the best quarterback in the first round. I believe that. I firmly, I've been telling everybody that'll listen that maybe not this year, but four or five years down the road, Anthony Richardson will be the guy that, that well, everybody it, talks about. And if you think about uh, out of the three quarterbacks that went in the top five, he went to the best situation. I mean, the oh, Colts, for sure. the Colts are not a top five draft drafting team. Yeah. And I mean that, and, and I don't know what happened to him last year. They just fell apart. But Carolina, who took Bryce Young, they traded everybody away. They're restarting. I am not sold on Bryce Young. No, I think he's too small. I think he's, he he's got really good. Uh, he's got a really good mind for the game, and he he can read defenses. He processes stuff really fast. The size thing is going to scare me. And he, I think he's going to be okay. He's he's smaller than Tua, and Tua can't stay healthy. Yeah. And he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be like Kyler, <clears throat> solid. <clears throat> Damn it! Plays a lot of cod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's gonna be solid. I don't see him being a franchise quarterback. I just don't. I think he's gonna be a serviceable guy. That if you put enough weapons around him, he could be good. But I don't think he'll hope, ever be known as that guy won a Super Bowl for them. Instead I hope, of, I hope you're right. I hope he's just god awful. Why? Because uh, we have their first round pick next year. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. Yes, yes. Speaking of which, um, we're going to the Bears draft now because I'm sure we'll have some some local people. Uh, what was your overall opinions? I thought the Bears drafted fairly well. So they got a lot of need, um, which when you trade away everybody on your team, you pretty much need to fill every position. So mm-hmm. they did really well. Uh, going into the draft, I wanted. Um, a tackle, and when they got the first overall pick, I'm like, we need defense too. So, you know, Will Anderson and, and Jalen Carter were there, and we made the trade to nine. And I'm like, all right, so where are my tackles? And I did some research on them, and I really liked Darnell, and I liked Paris Johnson Jr. Mm-hmm. Broderick uh, <clears throat> was third on my list, and then they. There was another tackle. Oh, Skoronsky. Yeah, but From everything I'm reading on Skoronsky is I didn't think he that, may go guard. Correct. And the Bears couldn't take that chance because they got some pretty solid interior line play. Yeah, they need, they need, yeah, they need to protect his, the blind side for so sure. So the closer and closer it got to the draft, you're, t- you're thinking, you're hearing all this stuff about Jalen Carter. I'm like, ooh. I, I'd almost given up on him when we traded yeah. out in number one. I'm like, ooh, if he falls to the Bears at nine. Not only did we get a haul for the first overall pick, we're going to get the same guy. Mm -hmm. So it comes to pick nine. Jalen Carter is still there. I'm like, oh, yes. Then we traded it. At the time we made the trade, I was pissed. Pissed. I'm like, how? He he fell into your lap. You did everything right, and you're going to get the same player. Slept on it. Woke up the next day, was like, 
Okay, you made the right choice because you don't know his character issues. This team is young. What happens if you spend that ninth overall pick and he does find some legal troubles in Georgia from that wreck? Or his mindset isn't on football when you, you know, he comes to camp 30 pounds overweight and can't get back into it. There was talk that his effort during games kind of slides depending, you know, quarter to quarter. This, the pick of Darnell was was where it was it needed to be and i came to grips with that was the best thing they could do now what all uh, i what did you guys get <clears throat> for the in that <clears throat> trade because philly was at 10 right so uh we got a fourth round pick to move next one year spot. right but but here here okay think about it <clears throat> so we had the first overall pick we traded for dj moore mm-hmm Next year, Carolina won. Next year, so Carolina won this year. Next year, number one. A two after, a year after that. So we got four there and a fourth round pick next year. All four. All bait. No. Oh. Basically, for the first round pick. Right. So pretty good haul. Yeah. And hopefully, the. You know, the right tackle that solidifies the Bears' offensive yeah. line. And the DT that you ended up getting from Florida, uh, Javon Dexter, he's no slouch either. No, and I Zach, mean, uh, is, it, is it Zach, right? Yeah, Zach Pickens. Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. He's raw, but he, he's got hella upside. The cornerback we got out of Miami, uh, I wanted uh, the guy from Georgia that the Eagles ended up picking later on. Keely Ringo. Yes. Yeah, I had my eyes on him as too as well. But um, he's not hes not Rashawn a slouch. Johnson. He's a big guy. Rashawn Johnson out of Texas. <clears throat> I thought that was the only stretch. I th- A little bit. To be honest. But at the same, he's hes very talented. Oh, yeah. Just, but he was behind but the but, best running back in college, college but, football. But think about it, too. The character, is, the character that that guy showed by not transferring out of there, basically knowing that he could start pretty much on any other team mm-hmm. in college football, staying there. With his team, I think that shows a lot of heart for him. Yeah. Right? So I'm I'm encouraged with that. And he still went in the fourth round, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's like uh, what happened. Um, Who do they have currently have at running back? So, uh, Montgomery signed with Detroit. Mm-hmm. So it's Khalil Herbert. Who, I think, had 800 yards rushing last year as a backup. <laughs> right? So he's no slouch. So he comes in. To a good situation, I think. I think the Bears are trying the new NFL thing where you can pretty much find running backs anywhere. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Speaking of which, uh, just summarizing the rest of the draft. uh, In the first round, the biggest head-scratchers for me were the Lions. I was just going to say that. I thought they they stretched with uh, the running back at 12. Or no, was it? Yeah, 12 is when they took Jameer Gibbs, who is supposed to be like an Alvin Kamara, you know, flashy guy. But, yeah, but when you're sitting there with DeAndre Swift, which they in, and in, you in signed, traded, but and you signed uh, Montgomery, Montgomery from from Detroit or Chicago. Um, so that was kind of a, a head scratcher for me, especially given, you know, I, I guess they feel that he is one of those like, well, Bajan Robinson type transcendent playmakers. I don't know if he's worth 12. Uh, the bigger head scratcher was Jack Campbell in the first because I feel like they could have got him later. I think he's a, oh, for sure. he's an animal at inside backer and will probably 
anchor that defense for a while. Hell, he's if, a hell of a player. If Ty Schmidt is to be believed. <laughs> uh, but again, I think they could have traded back, accumulated more picks, and still got that guy later on. Uh, another bit of a head-scratcher was um, Dallas taking Mozzie Smith in the first, I think was a bit of a stretch. Anton Harrison for uh, the Jags was uh, a bit of a stretch, according to all the, the, the people that know. Well, I couldn't believe that no wide receivers or tight ends were taken in the top 19 picks of the yeah. draft. And then 20 would... Then and then they started to run on them. Yeah, but. a new record with four straight wide receivers. Uh, Jackson, Smith, Newt. I was confused with uh, San Diego... Well, sorry, L.A. Chargers. Yeah. I was confused with their pick. They have Keenan... Johnson. Keenan Allen, and they have Williams. And everything you read about Quentin Johnson is the fact that he's Williams. Yeah. Right. So I thought maybe they could they could have done better. Like Zay Flowers, I think would have been a better option there in terms of he could have been in the slot with your two outside guys already there. So now you have a basketball team playing yeah. wide receiver yeah. in L.A. And Jordan Addison going to uh, Minnesota, which that was the pick that I thought might be Will Levis. Looking at who was yeah. left in the first round, I thought if anybody in the first round is going to take him, it's Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is nearing the end, um, so they could use but they, somebody. I mean, taking a wide receiver there, they need to Lost replace Adam Thielen. Thielen. Yeah. yeah, and Jordan Addison, I think, is going to really benefit from that slot because you got Justin he, Jefferson on last the other year, side. Two years ago, before he transferred to USC. He won the best wide receiver award in college. But I don't know what the name of that award is. Litnikoff. Yes. With Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. With Kenny. And then, obviously, second round, the big story was Tennessee jumping up to grab Will Levis, which basically stopped his gonna, free fall. Yeah, that. And but they took. Do you ever just kind of watch somebody? They, they, and, they took a first-round quarterback last year. Not. Not in the first. They got him in the third. Was it the third? Malik Willis. Yeah, okay, because he was supposed yeah. to be the he second f- quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people had him possibly oh, a first-round K- talent. Yeah. And he, once we took Pickett, all the quarterbacks just kind of went into a free fall. And Do well, you understand the nitpickiness of these guys' measurements? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You should be able to watch a kid and see if he can play or not. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? I mean, Skaronsky, okay, yeah, he's he's got short arms. but Can he, can he pick at small hands? Yeah. It, Russell Wilson had small hands, and he he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Drew Brees, too short. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, no, I get it. You need to measure sometimes. people, but if you can play, you can play. Yeah. Do you ever watch somebody occasionally rookies or whatever, and you see their mannerisms and watch a couple interviews and just be like, I don't like that guy. He's an asshole. Yes. That's Will Levis for me. Oh, you don't like the fact that he eats bananas with the peel on it? Well, that's stupid too, but like he was put, just... Put mayonnaise in his coffee? I don't, I don't <laughs> drink coffee, so I can't really relate to that, but I don't know. He just comes across as arrogant and cocky, and like you could, every time they showed him on camera, and I get it, He's, you know, literally having the one of the worst nights of his life. And, and so he, he just looks really pissed off and upset the whole night. 
And maybe that'll be a chip on his shoulder and he'll come out slinging. But I, just something about his mannerisms makes me not like him. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't think Will Levis is going to have to no. sit, sit for as long as Aaron Rodgers has. No, and I don't think he's going to have that good of a career. But I'm saying in terms of uh, how you were describing him in press conferences and, and, and how he looked in the draft and everything, that I think that's you know a good comparison. Yeah. The Lions, I just saw two <clears throat> at three in the second round, took the Iowa tight end. Yeah. Laporta, good player. Mm-hmm. What are they trying to do? Just take every – they realized that Iowa had the worst offense in college football. Right. FBS, worst offense. <laughs> Their best yeah. offensive play, punt. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because they had a great defense. <laughs> Uh, that was also a great on the McAfee show is when, uh, of course, again, Ty Schmidt as Mad Mel was fucking hysterical. And when Green Bay took the the defensive end from Iowa, like yeah. he, he self-proclaimed his brain was in a pretzel because he, he wanted offensive help for Jordan Love and they ended up taking a defensive end from Iowa. So he wasn't happy about the pick, but he was happy about the Iowa guy. And Well, he's a big Packer fan too. Yeah. So, I mean <laughs> – but he was absolutely ecstatic by the uh, the Lions taking Jack Campbell and even made a comment that he might even root for the Lions. I don't think he will. He's a lifelong Packer fan. But it was just – Well, I mean, if they're out quality. of it, maybe. Yeah. New England, meanwhile, um, took two of my, my guys. Of course, we gave them one because of the – and I get, we didn't really give them one, but he it looked like he would have been there. But uh, Gonzalez – was still there when we traded up. So I I thought that's what we were doing. Trading up to get him? To get Gonzalez. When he was still on the board, I thought, oh, we're going to trade up. And they announced it. I'm like, oh, we got him. And then we take Broderick Drones. Well, that's I'm, what I texted about. When you guys traded up, I said, what are you, Broderick? And yeah. you're like, well, maybe Gonzalez is still there. I was and like, then we had oh, a he is more there. Picks and the Patriots come up. And I was talking, was it you? Oh, it was you yeah. I was texting with. I'm like, they're, they're going to take. And I said that before it, yep. the tweet came 100%. up. I'm like, they're going to fucking get yep. Gonzo. Sure as shit, that's what happened. And then they did it to me again in the uh, second round because as we were coming up, I thought, oh, man, we're going to get Keon White, defensive end on Georgia Tech. Nope, Patriots took him because I wanted Brian Branch. Right. And the Lions took him. Um, So that's when we kind of reached and got the uh, Keanu Benton pick, which, again, may turn out to be pretty damn good, but. Uh, like I said, the only questionable pick for me, which turned out awesome, was Darnell Washington. I was kind of hoping we would move up, but the Ravens kind of screwed us and took him. That's Trenton Simpson. Okay. Right. Out of uh, Syracuse or Clemson. I can't remember which one. I believe it was in the third, if I'm not mistaken. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Yeah, third round, Clemson. Yeah, Baltimore took him. But, again, pretty good consolation prize is taking uh, Darnell Washington. I know you don't like this team because you're a Steeler fan. But I got to talk about it. Go ahead. They're bringing in a ton of weapons. Baltimore? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, that's (laughs) the other thing that happened is uh, Lamar Jackson signs a – Full hundred and what was one hundred eighty five guaranteed? 
Yeah, he, he five years just extension. above what Jalen signed. Yeah. That's awesome. I, that is <laughs> fucking great. Cripple that team's salary cap <coughs> for a quarterback, or I'm sorry, for a running back who occasionally throws the ball. Love it. Absolutely love it. They didn't really do much to to improve their offensive line. The, yeah, the, love it. The own line's not that good. Love but. it because Lamar's probably going to get hurt like he does almost every year. Right. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be pissed because he's not getting enough targets because Lamar's going to be scrambling and throwing a <laughs> six yard pass to Mark Andrews. Andrews didn't they? They just got a. They got another tight end too. Who 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 did they bring in or did they draft somebody? Mm, I'm not sure if they see. They got, no Zay Flowers. Yeah, they got Zay okay. Flowers. Young weapon, kind of undersized, but again, you pair him on the other side with the. When there was uh, talk Becker, too, they were talking about potentially getting D Hop, D Hop, and I thought, how? Like, but I didn't realize that they actually had a shitload of cap money. Even after paying Roquan, yeah, yeah, they still are very good shape cap wise. Like, but wait till this Lamar contract starts kicking in, and well, yeah, but I think these quarterbacks the are all. They're, I was going to say these quarterback contracts team, are just they're just going to rolling keep, down the road, kicking the money down the road. Um, what I mean, what Patrick signed of a five hundred million dollar deal, ten but, years, right? So yeah. the length of the contract, you can just keep moving that money down, backload it. After five years, you're going to do a new deal anyway. Yeah, I think uh, according to the NFLPA, it, it your guaranteed money has to be within six years, but you can still prorate shit as, oh, yeah. as you go. You so, could yeah. do, you could do what uh, old Bobby Bonilla does. Yeah. He's uh, almost 60 well, years old and still gets $1.1 million from the Mets every July 1st. Yeah, as much as I hate him, Baltimore does have a strong front office, so they will find a way to keep keep uh, this thing going yeah. and be competitive. I still like their defense. They did get a couple of young guys, but I, their defense is going to be their downfall as opposed to uh, their strength. Mm. And, again, I, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Lamar Jackson may be one of the greatest athletes to ever put on an NFL uniform. Average quarterback. Arm, yeah, his arm talent is not. Yeah, good. he can throw a good deep ball, but accuracy to, on the short, immediate, you know, intermediate routes. Which to to read to to get your checks to do you know read one two three. Oh, there's one. Yeah, he is this one. Nope, running back or tight end. Or you know, like it's scramble, just, yeah, or or run for your fucking life. Well, okay, but so <laughs> that reminds me a lot of Justin last year, but that was because uh, our offensive line couldn't block, couldn't stop toilet paper, right? So Justin was literally running for his life. <laughs> Did you guys add anything free agency wise to to help so, matters? Or <clears throat> so we uh, added a guard from Tennessee. And uh, well, we signed those two big tight end or uh, linebackers that we talked about mm-hmm. the day we the last show. That was like the start of free agency. You know who you guys could go after? I don't know what you're sitting at uh, cap. I think we still have the most money. Taylor Lewan's still out there. Yeah, they said that they're going to bring in. <clears throat> they still need. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring any more offensive linemen. I, I like where their offensive line's at. Where we still need help is on the defensive line. Yeah. In fact, Taylor Lewan is suing the, the Titans over that knee surgery. Yeah. 
So and and so when when June first hits and all the cap casualties come out in terms of you know because people won't cut them till June first because the cap hits less or whatever or cuts in training camp or whatever and it, what works out the fact that the Bears are number one in the waiver wire mm-hmm. because they had the first overall pick in the draft so anybody that's cut the Bears have first priority to see if they want them or pass them. You know what I'm saying? So if you play fantasy football, you know what the waiver wire is anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, I think they had a, a solid draft as well. They have two legit tight ends now too. Yeah. Yeah, picked up Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Uh, Raiders got a Darren Waller replacement in um, Mike Meyer from Notre Dame. Atlanta taking Bijan Robinson at number eight was also a bit of a head scratcher for me. Well, they had the best, they had the second best rushing offense last year. Exactly, and you, Cordero Patterson's still there, still there, right? Correct. And so is, and uh, they had a rookie last year who Algier or whatever. Yeah, tight, is he was Tyson pretty good. Algier? Yeah. So it, that, again, that one, I don't know if they're gonna try and trade one as the season approaches but well they just signed Cordell Patterson like yeah. he was he was a, like he was a free agent this year and they brought him back I'm pretty sure that's what they did you know and yeah Bijan Robinson might be you know one of the they still really, don't have a really good running backs or great running backs but at the same time it's been proven time and time again that you can plug in you know I'm surprised that average take... guys if you have the talent around him. They still have Mariota, right? That's who. Or no, no, no. no. Is Mariota's it, gone. Is it Redding? Is that who they drafted last year? Or is uh, that uh, not Redding? Um, oh, what is his name? I was surprised they didn't take Will Levis. What the fuck is his name? It's killing me. Uh, where are we at here? Is it Redmond? Okay, yeah, so it's like Redding or Redmond. Yes. Started with, I mean, it's got, he's got red from, in his name. It's from Louisville, right? Yes. Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Okay, Ritter, started yeah. with the R. Oh, they say they say oh, Taylor. Oh, they got Heineke, Heineke, too, yeah. But still, but yeah, why? Tyler Al- Algier, you still have Cordero Patterson. Yeah. That- Huntley's not bad. I mean, he, he was serviceable. Yeah, why why they needed to be John Robinson? I, right. you know, they could have honestly. If I might have traded down and grabbed a wide receiver, I mean, you got Drake London. Um, yeah, you could have you could have paired London with uh, any of those guys, Addison um, or even a Zay Flowers or uh, Smith and Jigba. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been the better been better move because you also got the tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, who hasn't been what everybody thought he was going to be, but at the same no, time, he's a perfect replacement. He hasn't had great quarterback for Julio. Either. Yeah, right. A lot of yards, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of a head scratcher for me to see them go running back when uh, they had, in my opinion, other pressing needs. And you got to think that they had offers to trade back. I got to just imagine, one pick yeah. later, the Bears traded back. The, the Eagles could have jumped up to eight. Right. I mean, you're not jumping back very far, but it's you're gonna get a pick. Yeah. Yeah, bit of a head scratcher. So, anything else to add? 
Um, no. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, obviously, as we get closer and closer to the season, we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll do more of these. Uh, again, give us a follow on the Facebook page if you're new. It's Facebook.com Eldonzo D's or uh, I don't. I'll post the link to the Everything Steelers slash Hanging with D's page as well. But um, yeah, we're gonna have a new episode of Eldonzo and D's coming out Saturday. We're recording that tomorrow. And check check that out. It's a good time. It's a good listen. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're a listener of this and you uh, like your news with a little humor on the conservative side, no doubt. Um, but yeah, check us out over there. And uh, who knows? One of these days we'll have this show on. Uh, if anything, <clears throat> you don't even have to agree with everything. It's a good time, and you it'll make you laugh. Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of trolls on the cities page that don't even listen to the show. Like, we'll post a summary of what we're talking about, and they'll immediately, oh, well, you said blah, 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 blah. Like, listen think, to the fucking show. Like, you think we, people, we make fun of a lot of this stuff. <laughs> you think people from Chicago are trolling Bloomington normal radio station pages? Or Springfield. I think there are a lot. <clears throat> well, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you ever go on the cities? No, I'm. Yeah, go. Just read some of the comments. Read some of the comments, and like, there's people that don't have pro, um, profile pictures. Like, I, there's a Regina Bow. <laughs> she literally comments on, or he, or whatever it is, uh, comments on almost everything that 2013 that cities posts. 2023, you can't assume. Exactly, and it's like. Is this all you do is just wait for a conservative media outlet to post something so that you can get on there and troll? Like, I don't know. Come up with better shit to do with your time. Everybody does that. Play Xbox or something. But (laughs) All right. Well, again, thanks for listening. We'll be back. uh, Who knows? I'm sure three, four weeks down the road once we get into OTAs and start to uh, this rookie start to take shape. Rookie minicamp this weekend, right? Is it this weekend or next weekend? I think it's this I weekend. I think it is this weekend. So, uh, and of course, we'll uh, we'll probably pop in with some baseball news here before too long. But hang in there, folks. Football season is uh, just a summer away. It's it's under a hundred days, right? I believe so. Yeah. This just sucks because, like I said, we had a fucking great off season, great draft, and I want it to be tomorrow. Yeah. So, thirty, sixty, and into into July, right? So that puts us. Less than 90, or right at 90. Something like that. Yeah. Right, because training camp starts at the end of July. Yep. So. All right, Jake, thanks for uh, for joining me today. Anytime. We will see you next time, folks. See ya. Bye-bye. Ooh.